Hey everyone, welcome to another Fashion Grunge podcast episode. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. We're talking uh, the big uh, black bat today. Big I'm black s- bat? Yeah, isn't that what he's called? Batman Returns? Yeah, I mean, we're talking Batman Returns, yeah, but isn't he like, oh, that's what Jim Carrey says in Batman Forever, my favorite Batman movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. He says, who's afraid of the big black bat? That's yeah, he does. Ha! I was, was like, right. wait, what? <laughs> If you're wondering why I sound like a phone sex operator, it's because this is like the most sexual movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like I did not. I mean, I've seen this movie obviously before because it's, you know, it's like from part of my childhood. But I just didn't realize now that I'm like listening to dialogue. I'm like, whoa, this was in the theater for like kids. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is a lot. It's it's cool. But I was like, this is like a lot, <laughs> like all the time. Just the pussy I was looking for. Yeah, even like from Penguin. And also like, why is Penguin like kind of half man, half animal in this one, but in the new Pattinson one, it's like hot Colin Farrell. Like, and he's not even like unhot. He just looks kind of like smarmy, like a different person, but he's not like half man, half animal. It's just like a person who's named Penguin. In the, uh, I mean, ever since the TV show came out way back when with Adam West, um, you know, obviously he looked, he he was very human-like there, except he had that big nose, right? What was that, Burgess Meredith? Is he the one that, who did that? Yeah, uh, is he the one who did that, jo- the Penguin on uh, on that old Adam West one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was um, him. Even with, like, iterate, uh, reiterations, like, throughout um, cartoon history, like, he's been turned kind of more animalistic, back to human, back to more animalistic. He was English a few times. He was American a few times. What is he in Gotham? Um, He's American. Yes, he's American. Now, he- Gotham is a show I really want to start watching. I think I'd started it a while ago, but I never got into it. But I love Batman. He's my favorite superhero. It's so good. And the actor, I, I don't have IMDb right on me, but... um. The actor who plays Penguin is amazing. Yeah, I heard he's good in the Gotham show. Yeah, and his mother is played by Carol Kane. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. She, she plays herself in, like, everything. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of funny. Yeah, Burgess Meredith is Penguin in the Adam West TV show. That's but, cool. yeah, this movie was made in 1992. Mm-hmm. Screenplay was by ago. Daniel Waters and Wesley Strick. Yeah. And directed by Tim Burton, music by Danny Elfman. Um, of course. Side note, there are three people I feel like Tim Burton can't live without. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp, Helena Bohm Carter, and Danny Elfman. <laughs> I also would add, um, fuck, what's what's her name? Colleen Atwood. She does a lot of the costumes. She oh, didn't do yeah. this one, but she did like, I think she might have done like Edward Scissorhands or something. It's something, one of the, like the the big early ones and now i think she does like sweeney todd and like all like all of those oh, newer ones i'm pretty sure but yeah, yeah he has a team okay yeah like most always like they're always working collaboratively together in some form or fashion you know when's the last time he worked with johnny depp was it that alice in wonderland or did he do something after that i think it was alice in wonderland right now he's currently working on beetlejuice 2 but, but before... depp's not gonna be in that yeah, he is why is Johnny Depp going to be in it? Michael Keaton has to be in it. No, Michael Keaton is in it. Johnny Depp is just like some other character. Um, with Winona? He's reuniting with Winona for this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know what character it is. It's very hush-hush. But 
you know, I mean, depending on who you talk to or who was being interviewed, like Michael Keaton for Spider-Man way back when, or like Stranger Things, all the interviews were very different. Like Michael Keaton said, no, it's not happening. Bernona said, yes, it is. Oh, okay. Whether they were doing it purposely to throw people off or just like unknowingly is a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Colleen Atwood also was doing Wednesday, that TV series. I'm so excited. Isn't Tim Burton doing that? And Tim Burton is doing that too. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. I really like but, Jenny Ortega or yeah, Jenna Ortega. Is um like Spanish descent. Um. Oh, are they? Oh, that's cool. Catherine Zeta Jones is Morticia. I can't remember the others, but um, wait, someone else I know was in it too that I I heard of. Christina Ricci's in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really cool. Which is amazing. She looks like her character from um, what's that TV show she just did with um, Oh Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Oh, God, I can't yeah. fucking fucking wait. And I know um, we, it's on the list for us to do. A, what? Like when the new season is? No, I was just about to say a lot of people early on when the show was airing was like, "Oh, are you going to do that for Patreon?" Yes, we are going to do Yellow Jackets season one for Patreon because we have to. But also because since we're talking about this now, it's fine. Uh, we need to finish season three of Buffy. Yes, we have to because that's gonna it's gonna be like too long again. So I'm just putting that into your head that like in the next coming weeks we'll have an episode of the rest because it's really intense. This yeah. this last half. Maybe we can get Charles in on the last half. That'd be cool. Because yeah, I know he he's a big Buffy fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we have to talk about this cast though really quickly. I mean, yeah, it's pretty stacked. Like the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. Danny DeVito, who who I think is like the perfect cast for the Penguin. So good. Michelle Pfeiffer as, in my opinion, the only best on-screen version of Catwoman. Yeah, now had. let's talk about, I have, I will say full disclosure, I have not seen, what is it, Dark Knight Rises? Is that that third one? The third one. The third yeah. Nolan one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have not seen Anne Hathaway's Cat- Catwoman to be able to judge. I also have only, I seen the Zoe Kravitz one. I've seen her. I've seen Eartha Kitt. Who's the girl in... I have seen Halle Berry's. Who, wasn't there a Catwoman TV show? There, there was supposed to be, and there was, there is a Catwoman in Gotham. Oh, maybe that's a... Cat girl, I should say, because, you know, it's like when they're younger. She's so. younger, yeah. She okay. Um, yeah, but she she's amazing as well, the actress who plays her. Oh, cool! But we don't we don't talk about Halle Berry's awful. Catwoman. Oh, I know. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. Out, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer is fucking iconic. I I mean, I mean, I'm this movie. Uh, Christopher Walken as Max uh, Shrek, who's but so fucking great. Yes, he's like the kind of third villain without being much of an active villain in the movie. Yeah, he's like, he's really interesting because he's like someone who just pulls the strings. Yeah. But in reality, he's like worse than everyone. And everyone just, else is a pawn. I mean, he, you know? Yeah, and he's a, he's a made up character. I mean, he's never been in TV shows or the comics. He's just a made up. Oh, Mac, okay. So Max Shrek is not a villain in the DC universe. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, he pushed Selena out the window. So therefore, like inadvertently helping to create Catwoman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... It was the most like interactive he got throughout the whole thing, but like you said, like pulling the strings. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, the return of Michael Go as Alfred. Yay! Like, I mean, did you know? I forgot. Like, he died in two thousand eleven. Yeah, uh-huh, I think I did know that. Like, he is the Alfred of Alfreds. 
sorry, uh, Michael, uh, what's his name? Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, yeah. He's the new one. Wasn't the uh, the one with, uh, who was the one with Pattinson? Was that uh, Andy Serkis? Andy Serkis, yeah. Right? Yeah, he was, he's like. He was okay. Yeah, he was okay. He's in everything. He's like, in- he is so good at everything. So much. It's crazy. Um, But, and then they have an Alfred, like a younger Alfred show. I haven't seen it. Oh, Pennyworth. Yes. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never seen it. There's like two or three seasons. Um, But I heard it was good. I might start that. Um, Chrissy Conaway as that bitch who lights the tree and kind of acts like a bad version of Anna Nicole Smith. I know. Yeah, she does, huh? 1992. Like Ice Princess or something? Yeah. Yeah. And like the most interesting cameo of cameos in a movie like this, Paul fucking Rubens. Wait, who's that? Mr. Cobblepot of Pee Wee Herman. Oh, shit. Was that him? I don't think I realized that was him. I never realized that until really literally yesterday. Oh my God. I definitely did not. I didn't look at the cast list. I I should have. I was like, what? (laughs) Did you see the Buffy connection? No. Okay, so the organ grinder, who's one of the people in the circus gang, is the, the one in season two in Buffy, where it's like, what? You think you are Jenny Calendar now? <laughs> it was like Jenny yeah. Calendar's uncle. You remember? And he was like yelling at her and he was like, you are still Yana. And, he, and you have to like punish Angel. And she's like, yes, uncle. I know. Oh my God, that's him. <laughs> yeah, Vincent Chiavelli. Yeah, I think he's in a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh my God, he's in Buffy. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so funny. That is so funny. What are, uh, do you remember like seeing this? Like what, the like the, your first the time? first time? Yeah. I, God, like I think I saw this movie like in, at someone's house at like a sleepover mm-hmm. when I was definitely like 10 or 10 or 11 something like that because okay the only thing i really remember when it came out was like the mcdonald's merch there was like all these plastic cups i was just gonna say (laughs) right that that had like batman returns like this was because obviously you know back in the day this is 1992 like it was this came out in june this came out uh june 19th so this was like a summer movie so they would you were out of school and i remember there were like the glass i already still have one of the glasses one of the batman that was for batman forever though but there were plastic cups that had like i had one that uh, that was penguin and i had another one that was like Catwoman, and it was penguin in the rubber ducky like car like the duck car (laughs) and then another one i had was like it was the three of them it was like penguin's head Catwoman's head and and like batman's head on like a cup, like a poster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember those plastic cups, but I didn't see it in the theater because I was too young. I was like nine. So like, I probably wouldn't have been into it. I don't think I was into Batman at the time. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really, I, I mean, obviously I was a kid. I don't remember this dialogue because it's things just go over your head. Obviously when you're a kid, I just, you know, you just see like penguin and like how, you know, bad guy and like Batman saves the day and stuff. But now I hear like rice dog fire and I was like, fuck, this is like fascism and sociopathy. And like, this is a big comment like that. I did not expect that this movie had (laughs) at all. I was like, shit, this is like, and now I look up at articles and it's like Tim Burton's like most controversial film. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause like you think of everything he's done, nothing else is really controversial though true it's just it goes between light and dark and just eerie yeah but this is like 
but this is just dark dark the only thing i could think that was like on a darker scale was big fish but again it's more like you know the father dies yeah met all these like circus people or whatever so it's more of a like a sad loving kind of thing but this Mm -hmm. is like goes for the jugular yeah this is a lot like this is very like corrupt businessmen that we've seen like emulated in real life like Mm -hmm. recently and you're seeing it as like a villain in 1992 you're seeing like how quickly this town can essentially be bought and like depending on who's the mayor and who'll do what i want you to do and there's like a real person behind the person and it's like oh that's kind of like what you see everywhere like you see that when you get older obviously when you're a kid you don't notice that oh yeah totally I mean, Max Shrek is like a Trump Jr. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry to say, but he kind of is. <laughs> like, and his chip, he has like the dumb son. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> tries so hard to sound exactly like him. That's Junior. That's yeah, junior, junior for sure, yeah. yeah um, junior. <laughs> totally for sure. I also um, have another note that isn't there supposed to be a new Penguin series on the horizon with Colin Farrell? Supposedly. Um I I don't have a lot of faith in well I don't have a lot of faith in the DC universe. Sorry about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> James Gunn is taking over. Yeah, I mean he might that be. A same. For I'm not holding my breath, but um. Oh okay. Recently- I'm marking that down. November fifteenth, twenty twenty two. You have no faith. Now let's see. I might flip flop, <laughs> and all of a sudden the DC universe becomes like the MCU, and Batman is like this badass running around like you know, doing cool shit. Here's the thing. So they have a Batwoman TV series on the CW. The first series was amazing. The main actress, she left the show. So there was another one that took over, right? Okay. Two or three seasons with that woman. On HBO Max, which I think the Penguin series is supposedly coming out with. Oh, um, that's where it's going, HBO Max. I I believe so. I could be wrong. It's either HBO Max or peacock but um the same i think it's it's hbo because it's warner brothers oh right yeah they own like all the batman the same network they were working on a batwoman tv series that they just recently canceled and what's the movie that they just they didn't they just film a catwoman movie that they completely scrapped and it was like done There was something that they just scrapped and I'm pretty sure it was a Catwoman movie. I'm going to Google this now. And everyone was really upset because it was actually filmed. Oh, shit. And they just were like, no. And they just scrapped it. Hold on. I think it was supposed to be... Was it a Catwoman movie? No, maybe I'm thinking Batwoman movie. I don't know. It was either a TV... I know it had Batwoman involved. What was the new one? It was but, a, it was like a DC. Okay, I'm gonna look up now. DC they movie. Like, no, they cool. had plans for Penguin. They had plans for Batwoman, Catwoman, Robin, like individually, you know. And oh, I see. It's just like no, we're gonna scrap this and this and this and this. So that's why, like, that's why I say I have no faith in DC, the DC universe. I mean, I I didn't know, I didn't originally anyway, but oh, it's Batgirl. Oh, is it Batgirl? Not Catwoman. Batgirl is the movie that they actually did, and it's uh, $90 million, and they just shelved it. Holy crap, $90 million. Yeah, $90 million. And people are like, why? 
Like, and apparently it was, okay, this is just judging from Wikipedia. So who knows, like, bear with me, people. This might not be true. Um, It says it starred Leslie Grace's Batgirl alongside J.K. Simmons, Jacob Scipio, Brendan Fraser, and Michael Keaton. Holy crap. Yeah. So it was like in that universe or something. And this one is like, yeah, Leslie Grace Batgirl is Barbara Gordon, like daughter of police commissioner. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And J.K. Simmons is James Gordon nice yeah like that's cool and brendan fraser is ted carson slash firefly a disgruntled veteran who becomes a sociopathic pyromaniac so the character firefly i don't know but he's also in gotham yeah that's that's cool yeah that's i have no idea what happens it says um principal photography began in glasgow last november and then, you know, cinematographer, blah, blah, blah. Then it says filming wrapped March of 2022. In April of 2022, the two directors went to go work on Beverly Hills Cop. Then it says the film was in post-production by the time its release was canceled in August 22. And it said it didn't have completed visual effects and still required filming. It was like weird. And they just dropped it. They weren't even going to put it on HBO Max or theatrically. And it had been like a big deal because I think they were trying to do that flash thing. You know, everything happening with Ezra, I think they're really yeah. like gonna, they're really trying to have to test the waters to see if people are gonna see it. Well, and I was gonna say, I was gonna bring up the Flash. So, like, I know you and I talked off air about it, um, where Michael Keaton is portraying Batman again, and Michelle Pfeiffer is coming back, but I don't know if it's going to be Selena Kyle or as Catwoman or as Oh. Batman. Oh, in the Flash? In the Flash movie, yeah. Wait, so is the Flash in gotham um the flash is like what city is he out of i forget not metropolis or right. I, that's he, he run he speeds back basically in the oh speed, that's right speed force and he goes back and tries to to change certain histories so wait oh. the flash can can go back in time i thought he just can move fast mm, he can he can go back in time Sort of. He can go back in time and change things and change like the outcome of things. Sort of with a price, of course. Yeah. With a price? Oh, how weird. Yeah. I just thought he could move fast, like within the same like time <laughs> reality. But I just thought he could move fast. Oh yeah, that's why it's called Flashpoint. Um, I don't. I've never really read the story, so a lot of people probably that are like nerds on your podcast uh, following is going to be like, he doesn't know anything. Oh, um, yeah. Well, full disclosure, you know now that he just told you that. <laughs> I should say from hearsay. Um, he can, he, Flashpoint is a story of just going back and trying to like fix his uh, parents' death and he has repercussions and everything like that. So, oh, okay. I'm not sure exactly if he's like, I don't think he's from Gotham, but I know it changes the course of, you know, other people's history so. yeah yeah that's interesting that's why, that's huh? why batman and catwoman are involved oh yeah because it's so funny that they're like so close and he essentially like proposes to her in this movie he's right? like come live with me forever i was like what <laughs> i don't remember this she's like i can't i just can't bruce i don't know if i can live with myself <laughs> i was like really i could live in wayne manor what the fuck's wrong with that right <laughs> Wayne Manor's way cooler in Val Kilmer's version. This one is like a scary haunted house. I love it. I think <laughs> this one. <laughs> I think this is by far, like I said, I mean, people are gonna fight me on this, but 
I, I feel like it's not only the best Batman film to date for me because mm-hmm. of the mood and everything, but I feel like this is the best best Wayne Manor and Gotham City. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, the set, we'll get there, but like, I mean, the set took over like 50% of the Warner Brothers yeah, studio. Yeah, Bo Welsh did the production design. Who I have to say also did the production design for Thor, The Birdcage, Edward Scissorhands, The Lost Boys, and Beetlejuice. Yeah. Another one that's awesome. And it's actually married to Catherine O'Hara. That's awesome. That's so funny. So wait, when's the first time you saw this? So I honestly I honestly don't recall the first time. Um, but just like I said, uh, or just kind of similar to you. But I must have I'm maybe I've seen it in the theater. I don't know. I was ten, you were nine. <clears throat> um but just like you said, uh, just like you brought up, I remember when McDonald's was cool. It was a uh, cool once upon a time, and they advertised like the hell out of a few select movies and sold uh, amazing toys with their kids' happy meals. When this movie came out, not only did they have the cups, but uh, Mickey D's, as my aunt used to call it, had the main characters in like uh, themed cars. Oh, cool! Like, kind of like Hot Wheels. Um, you move the cars backward to wind them up, and then like let them go. Yeah. And they would speed off. Oh, um, cool. like, you know, they didn't get very far, obviously, but they were like still a hot commodity. <laughs> but like Penguin was was in his uh was in his rubber ducky. There was the Batmobile. There was like a bat uh, motorcycle or something. And then Catwoman had her cat car, which was purple, had the face of a cat in the front, and then an actual tail you wound up. <laughs> oh shit! How much is that shit on eBay? Oh my god. Um. God, I'm like, I want to see what this looks like. I want to see I what the Catwoman... The other day, I should have saved it. I'm going to look up Catwoman McDonald's McDonald's toy. I, God, I wonder how much it is. I wonder if it's like a shit ton. Oh, I see the little car. A dollar. <laughs> a dollar. For the whole set? No, just the just the Catwoman oh, one. Catwoman car. <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be like fucking crazy. The cat coop. Cool. Oh, that is cool. That's cute. Then, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. Um, but I've loved this movie since, and I think to this date, like I said, like it's there's been so many really reiterations of Batman with all the sequels, prequels. Keaton has got to be my favorite Batman along with this sequel. Is he Keaton too? Yeah, Keaton's not my favorite Batman. I mean, George Clooney sucks. I didn't say it was George Clooney. <laughs> I didn't say it was George Clooney. Val Kilmer is a good Batman. I like him. Uh, no, I thought he was a bad Batman, but a good really? Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because I feel like Val Kilmer has that. He has that very like Patrick Bateman vibe. I think mm. we talked about it in Batman Forever. He's very like sociopathic, Bruce Wayne. He's not like a holly jolly guy. Like he looks <laughs> like he's kind of dark. Like, cause, yeah. thank God, also this movie does not have a fucking flashback of that alley. Thank right. the Lord. Is this the only one? Like, except for the Nolan ones, they don't have that. Oh my God, I think this is the only one, yeah. Yeah, this is the only one of the early, like the 90s, 80s <laughs> ones, yeah. Because the other ones, I was like, God damn, these fucking pearls. Like, <laughs> one more time. I was like... Like, you could make a drinking game out of that. You totally could, yeah. It was like, we all know what happened to his parents. We got um, it. I mean, with the Batman, the one that we saw with um, fucking Twilight, what's his name? <laughs> R-Pats? Our pets, our pets. Sorry, I'm like a Twilight convert now. I understand. Excuse me. I think, like, I think he did a really good job. Was he my favorite? No, no, I, he wasn't my favorite either. 
was it a good movie? Yes, it was too long. It was like it's three too hours. fucking dark. Turn off that. Turn off the fucking contrast. What's going on with every movie being too dark? I was watching a movie the other day and it was like a joke. Like I was like, how do they expect me to see what this person's doing? Like oh, like actual dark, dark. Yeah, like they're filming everything in this dark filter yeah. or something. Where like it was like a tree and it was at night, but I literally could not see the actor in that scene, and he was looking at something, and I was like. I have the lights off and <laughs> I can't see like oh. this is crazy. And it actually is a thing. I've seen like articles about it. I'm not crazy. Like they're actually filming it like some kind of new cameras, but the Batman movie is insanely dark. Like, so, like it's crazy. With all the dark movies come, they should have like infrared uh, goggles. That you yeah, they should. <laughs> they should. Yeah. With like really, really dark blacks. So you right. can see the detail like, on the black, yeah. And then, like, do you remember you had to get the, like, little paper 3D glasses and, like, a magazine to watch the movie? Yeah, they had those. Now they have those fancy, like, plastic ones. Do they still have those? I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen a 3D movie. Last one I think I saw was Jurassic... Didn't we see Jurassic World? In 3D? I saw one of the Jurassics in 3D. Maybe we did. Yeah. Because Charles would definitely have us all go to that. Of course. <laughs> and didn't we go to the in, in like um at UA in Bethesda? Oh I my god. Like... Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because it was a while ago. It was like 2017 or 2016 even. It was like a, quite a while ago, and that's it gone was... now. Yeah. But, but we definitely I saw it in 3D. And we can ask Charles because he'll definitely know. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll be like, Oh yeah, we did. It was 3D. And I went back like four more times that week and saw it in 3D again. He probably would. Amazing because like some movies I used to be able to go to twice, like actually in the theater, but he'll go like three or four times. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> he went and saw Jaws the other day when it was playing like several times. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've never seen it. He's like, I'm going to go see Jaws again. I was like, but there's nothing like a theater though. Especially now people aren't even in theaters. It's like you're going and it's probably like cheap tickets. So it's like you get this amazing. Yeah. You get this amazing, um, you know, like, amazing view i saw a documentary last week which we're going to cover on the podcast on like the indie sleaze kind of movement but it's about like new york uh indie rock scene in the early 2000s and it was so cool seeing it in the theater because like you never see like documentaries in theaters hardly not like this and it was only one time one showing one day like it was this or nothing it's going to be on showtime soon so once it's on showtime then we'll do it on the podcast but um it was really really good it was so cool and i was like oh i love seeing it in the theater like you know it's good sound and all that stuff it's way better that's cool but yeah i mean this this movie was like awesomely cast as i said before and just the mood of it all the scenes are breathtaking so good a lot of memorable quotes and the acting is just phenomenal from everybody it is great it is so great and let's get into the behind the scenes because there's a fuck time and there's a lot and let me just read mine because you probably have a lot more okay so rotten tomatoes gives us an 81 i think that's pretty low i'm quite shocked audience 73 interesting so that's really interesting i would have definitely given it like mid 80s like i think this movie's really good imdb 7.1 out of 10 so like this is like a divisive movie, apparently, which is interesting. I blame the parents. <laughs> You're right. Like, what the fuck? Why? Um, I feel like it works for kids because they don't know. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. It just goes over your head. It's like when you see Disney movies and, like, they make them for the parents and the kids. Oh, God, like, yeah. Because... I've watched Zootopia and that shit is amazing. <laughs> like, 
they, they want the adults to like still be entertained while getting that uh that cheddar you know yeah exactly so like this is kind of like it's a really delicate balance i feel like to make a pg movie or a pg-13 movie because you have so many limitations Mm -hmm. but you have to make the most money like those are the films expected to make a lot of money like marvel films or like batman like they can't make it so dark that you can't see it same with like harry potter if you stayed to the books in those Harry Potter movies, like they would be rated R. Yeah. They're very disturbing. Like when you get to pass like book two, it's I mean, like I've only, I've only read book one. Oh, word, word, but I've heard from Charles and some other people that like. Dude, I mean, not to get too nerdy on it, but like after Prisoner, the Prisoner of Azkaban book, which is the third movie, mm. went from Goblet and Fire to the end. Holy shit. Really, like so much happens that they don't. Yeah, that's not in the movies, or they completely change because they just couldn't. It wouldn't be family friendly. So it's it's good though. I've also heard the same thing from Charles about Jurassic Park, the book, which I have not read that I really want to read because mm. that's really violent. Like it's not at all like because they had to obviously make it like PG and make a ton of money for Jurassic Park. But if you they made it like the actual book, like the guy who's the grandfather is like a really terrible person. Like, he's, like, a villain. Like, he's not, like, as kind of just, like, weird that he is in this one. He's actually, like, dangerous. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, wow. so I was like, shit, I wish they made that version. Like, that would have been really cool. <laughs> um, okay, so the budget for this was between 50 and $80 million, So that's a pretty big split. But uh-huh. that's apparently what I found, which is nuts. Box office for this was 266.8. In, like, 1992, that's a fuck ton of money. That's a lot. And it also made $47.7 million in the first three days, which is like that weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which mm-hmm. was a record at the time. I think after that, it was something – the next year it was Jurassic Park in 93. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, – and also, speaking of money, God, Michael Keaton – was making a, he made 11 million dollars as Bruce Wayne at the time yeah. and apparently that was a big deal to the studio um but Tim Burton was like he deserved every penny of it he, which he totally did in today's money that's 23 million dollars jesus so damn that's crazy um Danny DeVito stayed in character between takes um i think that's amazing <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I also love him in It's Always Sunny, <laughs> Philadelphia, that fucking show. I'm embarrassed it's, to say I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. There are a few people that I know haven't seen it. It's if you want to laugh, just put on that show. Yeah. Any episode. It's like a it's like a Simpsons. Like it's once you find out the premise, you don't need to watch it in order. Are like different things happen. There's like thirteen or fourteen. Hello. It's still on. It is fucking hilarious. I think you would really like it. I think you'd really like it. Um, so Jack Nicholson, after the success of his Joker role in the previous Batman, he kind of convinced Danny DeVito to take this. He was yeah, like, yo, best <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's like, yo, this is going to be big. Like Tim Burton knows what the fuck he's doing. <clears throat> you saw that first Batman. That was amazing. This next one, you know, he waited, what, three years. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, another interesting thing was that people were stealing those large format Catwoman posters that go on the buses, like I bus stops. That. Isn't that nuts? So apparently they had to like order so many Catwoman posters and people would like wait when they would get changed and try to pry the plexiglass and like take the poster out because those bus posters are huge. Yeah. 
And apparently now they're super rare and like they go for a lot of money. Like people who sell those large scale Catwoman uh, photos. Those horny nerdy boys. I know, right? It's kind of funny. <laughs> I like it. I think it's cool. And originally Annette Benning was supposed to be Catwoman. And how the okay. fuck was that going to happen? I can't see that. At all. At all. And she became pregnant during the time she was cast. And then Michelle Pfeiffer stepped in and there was a really funny quote. I think she was on Graham Norton and she was talking about how like Catwoman was like her ultimate anyway. Like she loved Catwoman and she was like, I heard Tim Burton was doing Catwoman. And then when I found out it was cast and it was for Annette Bening, she's like, I was so heartbroken. I was like, Oh no, like I've lost my chance to play her. And then when Annette Bening got pregnant, she's like, Annette Bening got pregnant. And she's like, and the rest is history. (laughs) So I, I can't see that at all. At all, I cannot see Annette Bening. Yeah, which I find really crazy. Uh, another interesting casting news was that David Bowie was the first first choice for Max Shrek. No shit! Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. That would have been actually really cool. Um, but then he didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't do it, and they got Christopher Walken. I mean, I do love Christopher Walken, but David Bowie would have been fucking cool. I have to say that would really neat. Um, and Michelle Pfeiffer auditioned for Vicky Vale in the first Batman. Yeah. That was cool. And my last note was that Michelle Pfeiffer, because a lot of my notes are about her because she's just the best. Um, she went through 60 cat suits during the six months shoot to do this. And it was roughly like a thousand dollars a day. Which each, is... each suit, right? Uh-huh. Oh, not each... a day. Yeah. Each suit. Sorry. When they had to, like, repair them and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, isn't that nuts? And she was, like, vacuum sealed into it. Yeah. Like, she, like, couldn't do things for that long because she would, like, run out of breath and, like, kind of, like, fall over. I couldn't do it. That's nuts. It's very much like the American Horror Story rubber man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, those latex suits, like, can't do it. I don't know how people can do it, but, I mean, hey, whatever, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, give me what you got. Oh, God, I've got, I've got, like, 11 this is uh, another one, guys, that there's a lot of fucking documentaries and shit. At least I want to say like 40 or something. Yeah, there are a lot. If you YouTube behind the scenes Batman Returns, it's like 30, 40 minute mm-hmm. thing, like movies about it. It's crazy. Um, originally, Tim Burton did not want to make a sequel unless he had more control over the head writer. Oh. Um, or not over the head writer, but uh, unless he had more control over uh, who the head writer was. And if they had more, and if he had more money to play with, so everyone was like, "Okay, make this as Tim Burtony as possible," <laughs> and he did. <laughs> you know? Okay, that's, that's cool. cool. Um, uh, my second one was uh, this film got a lot of backlash for the darker tones Burton decided on, especially from the parents who restricted their kids from seeing the movie. Oh, I mean, you know, as we talk about, like as adults, we see these themes now and we're like oh wow you know like no yeah it's crazy i mean they go right for murder i mean the penguin is grotesquely beautiful but he's like you know spitting out like ink blood or whatever it is out of his mouth and he like uh chews that guy's nose yeah the fish and the and the fish (laughs) you know it's you know it's disgusting anyways um isn't he hot in gotham He's like hot. Like a, he's like a young guy. Like he's not like a penguin looking yeah, guy. Yeah. But he's yeah. like hot nerdy. You'll see. You'll see. Like when you start watching it. Oh, okay. Um, I think you'll like it, like his character a lot. Cool. Um, I, I think he's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Joel Schumacher, 
who uh, directed the third and fourth Batman. Yeah, Batman uh, Forever. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he was hired to do the third and fourth uh, installment strictly to make those Batman films more family friendly after they were like, okay, Tim Burton, no more. <laughs> you oh, know? is that what happened? Yeah, because originally during the filming process or I guess like mid filming process, they were like, would you be interested in doing a third one? And then he was like, as, as long as I can keep this theme. And they're like, no, Oh, <laughs> you tried it. We had, we gave it you the rights, but no, we want to make it lighter. And he's like, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Michael and Michael Keaton refused to reprise his role because he did not believe in Schumacher's vision. So he Whoa. was like on the Tim Burton train, like, fully, you know? Oh, that's cool, though. Um, I mean, I do love the Batman Forever <clears throat> one, but that's just because I was, like, 13 or something when it came out, and I was like, cool! And, like, the color, it was more family-friendly. I guess it I mean, the colors me. were The colors were brighter. There was a lot of slapstick humor. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. My other uh, fun fact was uh, there were five draft uh, five drafts of the script written before settling on the final. Um, one introduced Batman's sidekick Robin, mm. who was going to be oh, fuck um, one of the Wayans brothers. Really? Yeah. Which so, one? Like Marlon? I think so. Like he even got paid for it, yeah. and then they scrapped his character. Really? Yeah. Did you hear that Westworld got canceled, but all the actors are getting paid? That's good. Good for, for the actors. season. Yeah, isn't that awesome? I'm like, fuck yeah. I still need to finish that. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. I've heard that that's like, that's about it. It, it, it kind of went off the rails for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stopped. The first two seasons are great, though. Yeah. Um, another uh, script, another version um, introduced Two-Face, another of Batman's villainous foes, who we see in the third film. Um, Catwoman was originally going to be this like sexy bondage uh, woman who killed groups of men <laughs> so oh. there would be on screen um, and then Damn. Uh, another fun fact was before settling on DeVito other actors such as Marlon Brando Justin Hoffman, Christopher mm. Lloyd Robert De Niro were considered to play the Penguin what Marlon Brando? Right? <laughs> I can't see. That would have been weird. Yeah, definitely not De Niro. Christopher I'm... Lloyd, possibly. Because He's too tall. Penguin yeah. has to be like small, right? He also plays a really good Uncle Fester. That's true. Yeah, he does. Oh, and he's worked with Tim. Wait, who did the Adams Family? Who directed Tim... those? Not uh, Tim Burton. I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, other actresses that um, were up for the role for Catwoman, other than Annette Benning, after Annette said no, uh, Ellen Barkin. Oh. Cher. 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 <laughs> Bridget Fonda. Jennifer Jason Lee, Madonna. Oh, Madonna in 92? That would have been fucking yeah. iconic. No, that, I mean, that would have been iconic. That was like peak Madonna. Uh, Julie Newmar, because she played Catwoman. If she's uh, older. It wouldn't have been as acrobatic. True. Uh, yeah, I think. Lena Olin. Who is that again? Um, She kind of sort of looks like Lena Headey. Okay. I think she has like blue eyes. She She's in like random things. If you Google her, you'll be like, oh, it's L-E-N-A. Lena Olin. She's Swedish? 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, Susan Sarandon, Raquel Welsh, and Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger? Well, she was in the other one. That was, she was Vicky, right? Yeah, so, like, that would have been weird if she was Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, they would have had to, like, scrap her whole entire, uh, Selena's whole entire story. Selena Kyle. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I know, I was like, God, he's Trump. Um, sorry, I have a couple more. Um, another one was some sets were kept very cold for the live uh, penguins. Oh, so that's right. They used some live penguins until PETA was like, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And so they like CGI'd all the penguins for the army. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So the real birds were uh, flown in on a refrigerated airplane for filming and had a refrigerated waiting area with a swimming pool stocked with like half a ton of ice daily and fresh fish. Damn, how much was this fucking budget? I mean, it says 50 to 80. That's like quite a jump. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, how much is it just to like have all these penguins around? The fish that and the crazy. ice? Like, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, the scene of Catwoman putting a live bird in her mouth was real. No CGI. Uh, no CGI. That, yeah, no CGI. Pfeiffer said that in retrospect, looking back, she would not have done the stunt. She had, she hadn't considered the risks of injury or disease involved. Oh, disease is another one too. Yeah, yeah. but she kept. I mean, because she kept that bird in for quite a few seconds. You know. Yeah, she did. Um, it could have pecked her on the inside. It could have pooped in her mouth. You know. Whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like you said for Catwoman suits, uh, forty-eight rubber suits were made for Batman alone. Damn, it's um, pretty cool how you could peel that mask off. Oh my god! Right. The end, it was like rubber that you could like pull, like uh, rip. I, I was like, "What?" I wonder how many times he had to practice that. I know to perfectly pull it so that it like actually comes across. Like you know, you can pull it up and over. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of like what we were saying before. At least fifty percent of the Warner Studio uh, lot was reserved for Gotham City sets. How that's, insane! That's that. I mean, the other movies are probably like, "Fuck this!" Right? <laughs> Fuck like this the fucking scheduling. movie. Yeah. the scheduling must have been so fucked. You know, I know. Probably. Everyone's like, "We can't do any of our other movies because right. this thing is picking up like the whole fucking lot." Um, I have one more. Sorry. Uh, for the role of Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer trained at the uh, Steel Boxer Kickboxing Gym two hours a day for six months. Wow. She also practiced yoga, weightlifting, and karate. Additionally, she spent three months training with a 12-foot bullwhip. Um, <laughs> Michelle called that one of her like most challenging roles, and critics called it one of her most iconic roles that is famous forever. Oh, totally. There's that video behind the scenes where she does all of the heads I off the mannequin, yes. and everyone's cheering in the back. Like, <laughs> yeah. She does it in like one take, and everyone's like cheering. In the back. I think that's the one they use. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, cause, cool. Doesn't she do like almost like an Olympic uh, person stance where she like throws her hands up in the air and she's like almost taking a bow? Uh-huh, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, she's like, thank you. I love it. I would have done cool. that. It's so good. It's so, so good. Oh, but that's all. It. Cool. All righty. There's a ton. There's I mean, a fuck ton. Yeah. I mean, their whole like movies made about this. So it's kind of, it's kind of nuts. So let's move on to the fashion. Fashion is Bob Ringwood and Mary Eve Vaught. Okay, so Bob Ringwood did Batman Forever and Demolition Man. Another fave of ours we did a long time ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Empire of the Sun, that movie with Christian Bale when he's like really, really young. It's like in the 80s. Um, and Mary Vaught did Kong Skull Island, who has my uh, Tom Hiddleston in it, my Loki. Um, Wayward Pines. Do you remember that show that had like Terrence Howard on it? And yes. like, yeah. Yeah, she did the costume for that. Shortly lived. Yeah, shortly lived. It was like one season. Yeah. Um, Hocus Pocus, the OG one from 93. Uh, Cuffs, that movie with uh, Christian Slater and I think it's Mila Jovovich. Or no, or is it Cindy Crawford? It's I think it's a girl who was a model at first and was acting. Um, and then Rise of the Silver Surfer. That Fantastic Four too. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, what? Let's see. My notes. I have a few. I like Max Shrek suits. I have that too. Yeah. I mean, come on, the pinstripe, that love chunky it. stripe. He has the second one. That's I love his one of the two, the chunky one. Yeah, it's cool. And I like his glasses, like his reading glasses. They're really cool that he pulls yeah. out. Yeah, those are really neat. Um, the obvious cat suit, like stitched together Project Runway style okay. over her um, like like sewing machine with like the, I love how it's like white yarn. Yeah. It's like it's that it's stitched with like a really like obvious contrast stitch. It's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also love her like 80s work clothes. She was very like vicky vale kind of work outfits but they're tailored though oh yeah you can see her waist unlike the <laughs> 80s you can um penguin i love his coat that's like fur trimmed at the top love it it's so fucking cool the monocle the top hat like i like his vibe i like his vinyl gloves that go over his hands it's so it's so like interview with the vampire yeah oh that that's right brad pitt had that oh that fucking coat with that hair Oh god! Yeah. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, totally. I think at one point didn't Armand also have? I think so. Like yeah. a coat, yeah, like a really like long coat, like a black coat or something. It was that yeah, movie. Was the, oh god! It was at the party scene mm-hmm. where um, Louis tries his first victim with the poodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh god! And also, <laughs> he has it when he's like in Paris. And that guy, remember you see that guy who like invites him to the the show? Oh yeah. Like he's walking and he goes up on the the like bridge mm-hmm. and he's like upside down. And then I think he has that coat on then because he's in Paris. Oh, um, Antonio Banderas. No, no, no. No, it's Stephen it's- Fry, I think. Right, yes. Yeah, who's who's that one? And then you see Antonio like comes out. That's right. He's like, here. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> oldest living vampire. Uh, please make me a vampire if vampires are real like i'll just stay out of the sun forever it's totally cool i can get around that (laughs) i want to be a vampire the sun hurts my eyes (laughs) like i i want to i really do um selena's black and white coat that she has when she's like walking around the street when bruce goes up to her and he has like i love that coat oh good i love it i love his coat too yeah. His glasses and his gloves, his like driving gloves. He's so like put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also uh, a fashion note for just behind the scenes. Batman doesn't have any boots on. They're actually Jordan sixes, like the I sneakers. Yeah, with like uppers put on it, so it looks like it's a boot. So I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. That was a really cool note. What do you got? Um, most kind of what of what you said, but uh, yeah, like you said, I love Max. Uh, Max's. Uh, suits uh, yeah and stripes um i love the chunky one 
that's my favorite one where Selena comes back after her like accident, quote unquote. <laughs> but you were uh, on extended vacation. <laughs> right. You 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 fell after that ski slope, right? <laughs> Just like um, huh? <laughs> right. Um I remember I remember uh Sister Mary or blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just like you said, like, I love Selena's white coat with the black lines. So cool. It, I, that's a, That coat is amazing. Um, her brown secretary outfit in the beginning, I think it's, a, I think it's like a tweed suit. Yeah, I like it. With, with the addition of the glasses, it's, it, it's so well put together. I like her hair, too. I like how it's all, Whoa, like, curly okay. and, like, fluffy. Yeah. I love cool. the, uh, the Ice Princess's fur jacket and matching hat in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those um, clothes are cool too. They could have done a little bit better with the reveal um, of what she's wearing. You think? Yeah, I mean it. it it's all well. It's a it's, it's a whole outfit, right? But yeah, that's true. I think they could have just done a little bit more. I don't know. That's true. Um, that's true. Just just like you said, like I mean, Catwoman's leather stitched outfit from head to toe is beyond and so iconic. So um, iconic. They can't make that again. I mean, even with, like, when you finally watch the third Christopher Nolan movie, it's just kind of like, eh. And I get it. They want to try to make a nod to the comic book, you know, because she's a burglar, right? Yeah, that's um, what she does, right? She's and, like a cat burglar. Yeah, but they they make it a little more accurate in the Batman, the one that we saw together. Oh, Zoe. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, it was Zoe. Um, she, the only thing she's missing is her goggles. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, even with the like slightest little detail, the, the small backpack is awesome. But still Michelle Pfeiffer's outfit's the best. Oh, it's yeah, it's sure. better than like Anne Hathaway's. Anne Hathaway's is just bleh. I mean I'm they... Googling hers, let's see. So uh... her goggles, she has goggles. But yeah, I see. She puts, them, she puts them on her head and they like quote unquote look like ears. It's like, okay, you're really trying, guys. What? This article from Vanity Fair in 2012 says the Dark Knight Rises review. Anne Hathaway is the best Catwoman ever. Oh, shit. Ugh. Ever. Like, they're including Michelle Pfeiffer? No. There's no. I'm sorry. I haven't even seen it. And I'm going to say no. <laughs> what a travesty. Mm-mm. No, no, no. You can't. You can't do that. No. But um, I, I also love the outfits that Mrs. and Mr. Cobblepot are wearing in the beginning as well. I love that interior. Can we talk that about interior. that fucking interior? <laughs> Girl. Holy <laughs> shit. So um, good. My last one, it's it's not really a fashion statement, but more of like an automobile statement. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be the Penguin's oversized rubber duck vehicle on wheels. <laughs> yeah. When it goes up the stairs, it's like, okay, and we're off. I know. The weird, like, tank wheels. I was like, <laughs> what the? F-? I was like, I wrote. <laughs> this. Yeah, I wrote, like, how the fuck does this thing literally. I was like, so wait, his duck car can literally just come up everywhere? <laughs> like, just shows up? Like, where? Like, it's so weird. So, I. My question, though, uh, since we're speaking of the rubber ducky, right? The zoo as a whole, mm-hmm. is it, like, abandoned? It or looks just like it. Is it abandoned or is it Gotham? <laughs> I think well, that's right. I think it's Gotham. Gotham is a dark, horrible place. <laughs> because it's winter, is it closed, and there's no other animals around? <laughs> and it's the Arctic 
zone or whatever that area is that he lives in anyway. So I think probably it's just like either it's abandoned, maybe. Yeah, all of the above. It's Gotham. It's Gotham. It's dark. It's dirty. It's Gotham. Maybe she's bored with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I was just thinking about she's, what is it? She's sweet. She's bad for your teeth. (laughs) Like Candyman's daughter. Like Candyman's daughter. Oh, Randy. Poor Randy. Yeah, those are those are my fashion notes. Cool. Alrighty. Well, music we talked about Danny Elfman. I just love the theme, but there was no soundtrack in this. There was there... no Prince song, unfortunately, in this oh, one. Oh no. And Danny Elfman, speaking of that and Prince, he was so pissed. Who was, was pissed? There was an article that I read that Danny Elfman was so pissed because the uh majority of that film had Prince songs on the soundtrack. Uh-huh. Um, that was like quote unquote Batman themed, but it wasn't a whole soundtrack of Danny Elfman's uh Oh. If that makes sense. And he wanted it to be all his. Yeah. But right over it, whatever. It I got mean, Prince. <laughs> I was gonna say that fucking Prince shit is magic, so oh well. Um, there, there was an actual song and I'm trying to find it. Um Yeah, was there a song to like promote it? Because they always do like soundtrack it was in the the ballroom scene and it's uh some i can never pronounce this name susie and the banshees oh susie and the banshees yeah is that is that how you yeah oh my god right yay yeah it's called it's it's called face to face and that was during the ballroom scene oh shit okay i missed that one where awesomely enough everybody but bruce and selena are wearing masks oh wow yeah a little pre-COVID. <laughs> or post-COVID, actually. Everyone's still wearing the ballroom theme. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not a COVID theme. No, that was way... Even though this is a comment on, like, you know, authoritarians and, like, fascism. Yeah, no, it's true, though. It's a small true. town. I mean, yeah. that's yes. essentially kind of, like, what happens, yeah. But, yeah, that's the only uh, scene that we have we have seen with their full fate. Well full phases until the end basically oh that's right yeah until they like do the big reveal yeah cool all right well (laughs) the big reveal yeah uh let's move on to favorite scenes and lines um my i just have to say my first shocking moment i wrote down was finding out that uh the penguin was 33 (laughs) that was my big shock So so speaking of why did he wait 33 years? I don't know. Like teen angst in normal, I know, right? <laughs> normal teens is from 13 to 16. So if he wanted to set the world on fire and blame like his parents, wouldn't he attempt to go after them before they died? I know. And how <laughs> old were they when they had him? The girl that they died like i, I was like both of them they kind of looked like in their 50s they did yeah i was like shit well uh, it was just like a birth defect thing i mean it happens in like freaking octomom she's like 70 right or no what? i don't think she's that old Wasn't she like 70? no i think she just had eight kids i don't think she was older i think the kids are all like you know <laughs> I guess average. I don't know. She looked old. <laughs> she, well, she's probably keeping up with all those fucking children. I mean, it has right. to age you. It has to. I'm well, not I'm sure. 
But that was one of my questions. I was like, why wait 33 years? Just because like you have a deformed like face and nose and body dysmorphia? I don't know. I was just shocked more that like Danny DeVito is supposed to represent someone who was like not too far or younger than I was. <laughs> I was like, 33? Really? I was like, thanks. This guy's like 55 at this point. <laughs> like in this um, in this movie. I was just shocked. But what is your first like standout? Or quotes, or what do you got? I've got three. Um, my first one is hands down. Even though this whole movie is amazing, mm-hmm. has to be um, the a- apartment scene in Selena's apartment. Oh God, I love From her. that moment. This bitch enters the house and says hello to Miss Kitty, playing her voice messages on that very like '90s voice machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The milk in the fridge and just allowing it to pour like every which way and then starts drinking it and it's pouring like seductively like down her throat or whatever um you know she's just gonna go like ham on everything right yeah. <laughs> because like the music is kind of like stringy and you know very like misery kind of this is when she comes back this is when she comes yeah yeah sorry. after being like pushed and stuff after being pushed out of the the window yeah she's like manic now <laughs> i love how she, how she just goes completely nuts like putting those poor defenseless stuffed animals down the garbage disposal i know what i know i was like no like traumatizing poor miss kitty cutting up her pleather jacket and making like such an iconic cat suit how <laughs> like how did she know how to do this I mean, did like like you questioned earlier, like off air, like did she grow up there because she has a dollhouse? She's yeah, spray, she's spray painting everything black in her apartment, putting punching holes in the walls. Um, yeah, she randomly has this like sewing kit, like Easy Bake Oven style sewing kit, yeah, like a machine. And then, like, I love when she like bangs out the letters in her like LED sign that says "Hello there." Yeah like what who are you like i need to know more about selena kyle she's having having, and i don't i don't care who's listening if it's any part of my family but she's having what my sister like her her fits have become it's like it's a lot like she's having a total break but also i want to know who she was before she got there because she seemed like she was a little cracked from the start well, uh, yeah. How does she have this amazing pre-war apartment just being like a low secretary? Right. Like she's not even like a high-level executive assistant. She keeps saying secretary. Like so she makes not like not a lot of money and she has this fucking like pre-war apartment with like several rooms. I was yeah. like, did she grow up here? Is this rent control? Like a questions. I mean, <laughs> the, real icing, the icing of the cake in this scene is when she comes to the window of her apartment at the end with her costume with like a glimpse of her costume and with Kit- miss kitty at her feet and she's like i don't know about you miss kitty but i feel so much yummier <laughs> i know that like revived her in the alley or like staring at her window like oh bitch <laughs> i know uh oh we did right? something bad <laughs> we created a monster <laughs> totally they totally did but that's like my very first. Uh, what's yours? Oh, okay. My very first one. Well, my first quote that I liked is when she's just the secretary when she's still Selena, and she's like, "You stupid corn dog!" Like that's what she like says to herself. I found that really funny. Yeah. Um. I also like uh all of Penguin's umbrella options. 
like how he has an umbrella for like everything one flies one has like toys to distract you one is like i love when he's when it's like when he's spinning that one in front of max and he's like what's that and it's like the hypnotized one he's like what's that supposed to do give me a headache or like hypnotize me he's like no she's supposed to give you a splitting headache and then it like it's like i think all those are funny i'm sorry but as fat as he is he must gain a lot he must be a lot of pounds right how is this umbrella, this metal umbrella, supposed to carry him all the way up? It looks like a struggle, too. <laughs> like, it kind of, like, took a while to lift. I was like, there must be some, like, rope in the back. Someone's, like, pulling it. And then at the end, I'm sorry, like, I know he's, like, in mid-death or whatever. He grabs the umbrella, like, toward Bruce. <laughs> yeah. and, and then it's, like, the stuffed animals. He's, he's like, oh, shit, I think. <laughs> You won. <laughs> yeah, it's like I love all of his umbrellas. I think they're just so funny. And then one becomes like a shotgun, and he like kills everyone at the end. Like I just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's really good. I I really like that. I know because he's like because he has the dare, the the gall to question and be like, shouldn't like killing kids be like, isn't that kind of wrong? And he like looks at him and like boom boom. I was like, oh my god. That reminds me, and I totally forgot to to say this in the fashion uh uh segment, but I love the circus gang, all of their outfits. I know. Can Britney wear that for the circus music video? She should have done a penguin uh, vibe. That would have been so cool. <laughs> Her bag of dancers with the big skulls. <laughs> I know. Can Britney's comeback be Catwoman in a new movie? <laughs> that would be iconic if she would do that. I would be so down. You know who would be a great Catwoman? Mm. Who's, it's actually really sad because I think she'd be a badass one. A Britney Murphy. Oh. I know. She turned, she like not turned, but her birthday was the other day. I think she would have been 45. I was like, damn. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. I know. And that weird guy. The guy she was married to. That documentary was weird. It was like this weird producer guy. And remember they like had this house that like kept making them sick or something and then he died the same way like a year later. We did a whole um, episode on this on Patreon. Like the what was it? HBO documentary. Like what happened? Brittany Murphy. That's what it's called. Um, but yeah, we did a, we did an episode on it, but it was, yeah, it was wild. Like, I didn't know that much about the case. I just mm. knew that she died in like a weird way, but that documentary, it, it's good. I'd suggest anyone watch it. I want to also do the Heath Ledger documentary too. So it's, oh my gosh, it's so good. And it just makes you cry because he like was just such an amazing person. You know, it seems, yeah, it just seems really sad. Yeah. What's one of your next ones? Oh, sorry. Um, I like the near end scene with the showdown between Catwoman, Max, and Batman. Mm-hmm. And Max goes, Selena Kyle, you're fired. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed up like Batman? And Selena <laughs> just whips her head around real fast. And she's like, because he is Batman, you moron. <laughs> I know. Like the, the stupidity look on Max's face when he like realizes and puts two and two together. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. What? Like he's he's he plays the smartest like gangster dude creepy thing most of the movie until now where he's just like oh fuck <laughs> what You're like oh shit and then by the way in this scene Catwoman Catwoman's like poofy ass fucking hair oh that's right is, out of the outfit out of the outfit is amazing 
it's 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 a fashion statement on its own. Selena, Selena Kyle. <laughs> She's like, oh fuck! <laughs> like found out. It's so funny. What's your What's your second? Um, let's see. Uh, mine was also very uh, another random question I had and comment was that Bruce Wayne has a microfiche machine in the Batcave, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, yeah. He's like going through the newspaper. I was like, "Wait, is this a library? How does he have this in his house?" But he's Bruce Wayne, so he would. Um, so my next comment was like, I was just you know casually watching, and it's right when uh, Max goes up to like Penguin's lair, which is oddly connected to like an office. Right. <laughs> like that was a weird like choice, but okay. So I guess it's like Max. You know the the overlying theme of this whole thing was that like Max is essentially like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Yeah. And he wants to like build another like nuclear power plant and like make all this money, but the city doesn't need that, doesn't need any more power. They have like a ton of power. But he's like, no, we need more. I need to make money. So apparently this new mayor or like the current mayor is like, no, we're not going to give you permits for it. So he wants, he's like this shrewd business guy who wants someone he can control in there. So he puts up Penguin. So he goes up to Penguin's lair or like his place or whatever. And he's like, hey, like, come down with me. I have a surprise. That's when he gives him that fish and he comes down and he's like, you know, we want you to run for mayor. And he's like, huh? Like, Uh why? And he's like, and then all these people are like, we love you. You're such a great, like, you know, very Jonathan and Buffy in that superstar episode when everyone's like fawning all over him. And it's like, he's like feels loved you know and he's like oh wow maybe i can be like this great person but then like max is like behind him and he starts talking to him like we need something big like we need a reason essentially to like stage a coup so we need a reason why like this current mayor is not doing anything and like some big event and he says and he says we need a rice dog and i was like what is that and that's what i said i was like what is that i went and googled a the rice dog fire incident was essentially allegedly what started Hitler's rise to power. And it's essentially how it was a fire that was uh, supposedly like the Nazis said it was set by communists, which gave them a reason to like go and say, look, we need to protect our country or whatever. And that's essentially what started the rise to power. And I was like, I didn't, I think I'd heard of it, but I didn't know it. So I went and looked it up and I was like, holy fuck that was in this movie like that that general line so he's actually equating like this is how you take over a city this is how you essentially like throw out leaders and put in who you want which happens all over the world and it's like i was like fuck this movie is really dark and i'm surprised they even left that in like Mm. Because in 90s, it had been about 50 years since the World War II, but a lot of people really remembered it, which means that I had to look it up because I just am not like, it's not something that I know a lot about since when I left school. Like, I don't know that in that specific um, event, but a lot of people back in 92 would, like parents, um, grandparents. I was really surprised that that was in there. And that's when the whole thing, I was like, wow, this takes on like a whole new level now that he's like using... So crazy yeah he's using penguin to manipulate him as like a scapegoat and he's yeah. using it and they frame batman they frame it in a, in a pretty airtight way too like the way that they did the remote into his car 
and he was like hitting yeah. everyone. I was like, fuck. They're literally like, this is the most accurate because in every film, which is why I love Batman so much, in every Batman, there always seems to be an element of he's a vigilante. The government wants to stop him because he can't be controlled. And he's like running with no rules, essentially. But there's always like this thing where he walks that line of like, who are you to be this judge and jury? Yeah. Like, who are you really working for? Because yeah, how are you able to say this person's bad? I'm taking them out, which is why like the Joker and him really like get along. A lo- why a lot of his villains, he has that very like incestuous relationship because they're like somewhat the same and it only takes one false move to like knock Batman off and have him be a complete outcast, which he usually is in some films and he has to like come back. But in this one, I feel like they were did a really good job of making him the enemy. When sometimes that he always does something to vindicate himself like pretty quick, but this one was like crazy. Like he was, they thought she he pushed the girl off the the roof because he was like right there, and they saw him. Then the car gets remote controlled and like hacked, which is crazy in '92 that they were able to figure that out. It's very. Um, I know this is gonna sound weird, but it was a very January sixth. <laughs> kind of like on a small scale to bat to gotham yeah Yeah, like they were trying to control everything that was happening behind the scenes like the real people's vote didn't matter it was these like big people in the sky or in offices somewhere that are actually using these like smaller people as puppets and that's essentially what they were doing which happens everywhere this is like kind of not it's not right but it, it happens it's like this struggle for power but it was really interesting and and you know i'm I'm glad that it had that kind of tone where you see like how bad people are and how sometimes people in the front are not bad. There are people behind them that are controlling them. Um, and maybe they've blackmailed them. Who knows? It's like a whole thing. I love where he's like, if Selena tries to blackmail me again, I'll throw her out of a higher window. A higher window. Yeah. I was like, please. Like, and he's the real villain. Like, that's the thing. It's like Penguin is not the villain. Honestly, he was thrown away as a baby mm-hmm. so how can you expect this person to have even the same like empathy lines that humans are taught or whatever yeah um it wasn't raised by like any human contact so it's just totally different i don't begrudge him at all but fucking max he knows exactly what he's doing mm-hmm. he drove his wife insane yeah he like mentioned it like he's a sociopath he is the actual villain like and i need to i need to do one of those memes where it's like the villain like the movie villain and it's like the real villain <laughs> it's like the movie yeah. villain is supposed to be like Catwoman and penguin but the real villain is definitely <laughs> definitely max like he's the reason all this is happening it's, yeah it's kind of crazy so yeah um yeah i just found that it wasn't a favorite scene but i thought that was like an interesting note that it's something i had to pause and look up and i was shocked when it was like a nazi reference I was no like, that was i never I didn't catch on to that. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So he mentioned that as we need a moment like that in right. order to propel you to be able to take over this mayorship. I was like, fuck. Okay. History. Like, good, good that, that I know that now. This has been your history minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you know that. If anyone more, says that to you, you know what they mean. <laughs> Guts. The more you know. Ding. I know. The more you know. Uh, what's one of your next ones? Uh, my last one was uh, I like the I also like the beginning scene where uh, Selena is grabbed by the clown. Oh yeah, after, um, and after Batman like knocks him out unconscious with the wall behind him, um, <laughs> and the taser, and he has a he has a, she has a little interaction with Batman. She starts talking to herself. She goes, 
well, that was brief. Just like all my uh, all the other men in my life. And then she's like, what men? Well, <laughs> again, there's you as she's pointing to the clown who's at the ground laying unconscious. And then she goes, you need therapy. She continues and takes the zapper out of his hand and then like zaps him and then like snickers. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I love she, that she takes the taser. It's a very like Lisa Simpson, Simpson thing, I think, to do. It totally is. You know? <laughs> I thought that was just like really funny and comical. It is really funny. I like it. But uh, well, any more that you have? I mean, I, I, the whole the whole movie is amazing. It's but. so hard. Yeah, I just have like I love life's a bitch, and now so am I. I love that <laughs> that one where she like first comes out and she's like, "It's my first time." <laughs> I know. Be careful. <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like. All this is a lot. I was like, "Holy yeah, shit!" There's a lot going on, and <laughs> where that woman is being robbed, and she's like, "You're always waiting for some Batman to save you," and she's I like, that "Woman, hear me roar." <laughs> I like uh, "Gotta Go Girl Talk," where right. she like like takes that girl. Um, I like when uh, Penguin's like lawn dart. <laughs> There's so many. Like that was a great one. Gotta fly. No. Oh please, I wouldn't touch you to scratch you. Uh, I love that. That was I like so when good. she's like when uh, Batman hits her with napalm, she falls into like a a truck full of kitty litter. Oh yeah. Oh, saved by kitty litter. <laughs> so good i love it uh, i also love when they're like making out at wayne manor like just like fucking animals oh, and, then, yeah. and then she and then they like stop and then she's like he's like uh you have a dark side and then she's like no darker than yours bruce yeah like, yeah that's why they get along so well because they're both like right. super dark and like crazy um i just like that <laughs> So how does Penguin like die though? He melts or what? No, he just he um what the fuck what happened? He falls from that thing, but then he comes back. I remember he's like on that like the edge and then he's like it looks like he's sweating and he's like, I need a cool drink. Uh, yeah, and then he like just falls out. Yeah, his it, it's just I guess he's just been through so much stress and the fire there's like fires burning around him and i guess he needs the cold because he always had like the fans going yeah that's so crazy oh oh, go ahead oh no and and my last quote was i've played this city like a harp from hell (laughs) (laughs) it just keeps getting like repeated over and over i love that part what else do you Uh, have oh no that's it that's that's all my scenes but um i did have another question oh yeah Um, so when at the manor, right, Bruce mm-hmm. tells Selena that she might think of him as like a nor he he says she might think of him as like a Norman Bates or Ted Bundy kind of guy. Yeah, like, I heard that. Right? Like he could have said anyone with dual lives and he chose those two. Mm-hmm. Like sociopath. Why? Like serial killers. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A co- that's why I think that Val Kilmer was such a good Batman or Bruce Wayne. Because he was so, like, weird. Although, I did like that scene in the first Batman where he's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> like, he's, a, he's a lot more animated in that first Batman. Michael Keaton is. Um, also, how old do you think Bruce is supposed to be in this? In this one? Yeah. Like, what's what's his character age? 
I want to say like mid maybe early mid thirties. Well, how old was Christian Bale's? Oh fuck, I don't know. Pat- um, was Pattinson like the youngest portraying? He was- so he's the youngest actor. Yeah, but is his character supposed to be kind of young too? Right, like twenties. Maybe he could play twenties. I mean, we're not we're not like counting Gotham because he's he's a kid in Gotham. But um, oh yeah, yeah, he's like a boy, right? He's like ten yeah, he's or like, he's like teens. Um, oh okay, so he's yeah, okay, almost time to like fight. Yeah, yeah, maybe twenty five in the Batman. And Ben Affleck is the oldest. That's no, ever. George- George Clooney is the oldest. No, I mean he's the oldest portraying oh, oh, like Bruce oldest. Wayne. Yeah, he was supposed to be like I think in his like late thirties or forties in that Batman movie that that Ben Affleck was in. Oh yeah, I think he's the oldest. Like the character has portrayed. George Clooney is the oldest actor to play Batman. Oh yeah, that for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know how the fuck he got roped into that. <laughs> like that was it's like he lost it's like everyone in there lost a bet except for uma thurman was like i'm gonna make this my cat woman <laughs> like literally she needs she needs justice for poison ivy because that was an amazing that was the only good thing about that movie <laughs> like literally it's poison ivy her makeup's amazing her costume's amazing Come on, Bane, it's time to go to work. Monkey work. <laughs> no, that's right. That Bane was not as hot as Tom Hardy, though. Oh, no. But I, have, I mean, I still have problems with that. <laughs> it's like voice and stuff. It's like, I need to watch the second Venom. Shit. Oh, fuck. I need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering why you want to shoot a man before dropping him out of an airplane. Oh, okay. So, side note, really quick. So, on HBO Max... Mm-hmm. There is this amazing cartoon. It's a Harley Quinn based cartoon. Oh, that's right. And there is a there is a Bane character in there. Oh god, he's so funny and so stupid. Oh no! You Wait, have... isn't it like a rated R cartoon? It really is. There's a lot of blood and a lot of. I mean, it's it's insane, but it's beautifully done. And so there's like. Bane, there's Poison Ivy, there's the relationship with Poison Ivy and Harley that, like, becomes lesbianic. Um, it's amazing. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, I like Harley. She's cool. Bane is just, like, he walks into a room and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> really? Oh, so they swear and everything, too. Yes. Oh, my God. I have to watch that. And then, um, who's the, it was, like, Shark Man or Shark Dude from Suicide Squad, the second one? Oh. Oh, no, I didn't see the second one. Where he's, like, just a shark. And he's, he's like, very, like, um, gangster gay. What? Really? <laughs> really funny. Oh, my God. I need to watch this. Anyone who's listening, you have to watch Harley Quinn on HBO Max. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. I actually am, like, really stoked um, to watch so that. They, uh, and, and it has Batman in it. It has Joker. But, like, they're not the... They're not the uh, pivotal characters does she call they, him puddin they just like come in once in a while <laughs> and like superman wonder woman the justice league <laughs> my god i'm telling you you're gonna eat your words i bet dc is gonna turn it around well no marvel's okay. flailing here's, a bit i have to say here's here's the thing dc and their cartoons are amazing oh yeah they're top notch their cartoon movies are phenomenal they're they're live action movies they're they're just poor yeah that's but true. again like you said i mean maybe tim gunn is our saving grace who knows james but, gunn not tim gunn for sorry. project runaway 
Jim Gunn, make it work, make it work. Jim, Jim, James Gunn, James Gunn. Is that his name? James Gunn? Yeah, James Gunn. God damn it. Never when mind. the fuck is that Guardian shit coming out? Next year? Next yeah. summer? Next, Yeah, I think it's like the second one to come out. Because the first one is Ant-Man and Quantumania. Whoa, that's the first one of the year. That, and that, that's in April, yeah. When's the next Marvel? Is there one after this Black Panther or no? Is that it? There's one that comes to GC Plus and that's the Gardens of the Galaxy holiday special. Is that live action or is that animated? It's a live action, yeah. Oh, okay. It, it looks so bad. Oh, I haven't seen any trailers for it. I need to watch that werewolf thing with Gal Garcia. It's so good. Yeah, I heard it was so good. I love him. I love Gal it's, Garcia. It's such a tease, though, because it's beautifully done in black and white. Or most half of it, anyway. And um, I don't want to give it away, but um, it's like 45 minutes. But then at the end, you're like, I want more. Well, I read that there's a petition for that director to do Blade. He should. Now that it like it's but now he, that it's in development. Because here's the thing that's pissing off so many Marvel fans or MCU fans, uh, as I should say, is that that this because of this one movie. Because they can't find a director because they quote unquote lost their director, whatever the fuck that means. I he think something with the script, again. right? Is it like the script was changing and something? But because of this one movie's issues, a ton of other movies are being pushed back. That sucks. So that doesn't make sense for me because it's like they're relying on this movie to what connect the other movies. They so, have to. They have to be done in order. Do they? <laughs> right? I know. I mean, I guess they are, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, they I mean, are, we, they have to, right? We waited a full, like, year and a half of COVID to get fucking Black Widow. God. I mean. Which is a downer, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> God, who fucking knows, man? So it's, it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm off my MCU soapbox. But, um. <laughs> well, with that in mind, MCU, DCU, Batman is fucking alive and well and super horny in Batman Returns. <laughs> but uh, I do have a final thought. Oh, yeah. What's your final thought? So I have two final thoughts. My first final thought is... So whenever you pass parents for uh, that are that are taking their kid um, on a stroll in the wintertime and the first words that come out of their mouth are Merry Christmas and they're briskly walking by, call the cops because <laughs> they might be up to no good. Okay. Um, so that's not really a thought. It's just more of a food for thought, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then my second final thought is everyone who is anybody must see this movie. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, come on. As I've stated, it's probably one of the better Batman movies out there. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's iconic. It's 90s iconic. I stand by what I say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Completely. And with that, we will see you again on the next one. See ya. Bye.